Some Man City fan apparently slugged him. Oh, I like Jeremy. Shit, you're old. It was a direct attack at you. Like, you look every bit 30, huh? He'll be killed by a number of men in the dugout. Watch, watch, rumbles on. Pina colada, large one. Yes, coming in hot with episode 68 of the Football Played on Paper podcast. We've got a couple of OGs in the studio, myself and Jobber, how are you? <laughs> Hang on, mate, let me put my lighter down. Um, yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, no, we're loving the new studio here. And then um, a couple of ring-ins. Uh, Barney, how are you? Good, thanks, Shawnee. And Halsey, how are you, bud? Yeah, good, just phoning in from Northern Territory. <laughs> <laughs> it looks warm there in your yeah, McDonald's Wi-Fi, yeah. <laughs> COVID safe. Gambling capital of the world. Uh, yeah. Nice one. yeah, so everyone is on a little break from the Euros, what, three or four days with no football. So, um, yeah, we've got a couple of big games coming up, round of 16 to crack into, and um, yeah, we've got weekly happening. So, let's go, Barn. Alrighty. So, first one on the list is uh, money can buy you happiness and also an exclusion from COVID restrictions. So, we mentioned it last week about the possibility of... Um, United Kingdom lifting their COVID restrictions for some deep-pocketed friends, and they've gone through with it. So all the officials and the 2,500 VIPs will be exempt from self-isolating once they once they enter the country. Um, now, they will possibly have to um, adhere to some other restrictions, which could be daily COVID tests, um, obviously not allowed to travel around the country, uh, and may have their own private transport. So they'll even be even more secluded from the general public, which yeah, is probably, they're probably good. happy with. You don't want those poor people. You don't want those poor people <laughs> like hanging around. You know what I mean? Yeah, you like, not it's just about time money, got, money got you an inside track as well. Yeah, exactly. Barney, it's not just. What's the dollar value where I don't have to get COVID anymore? Like when can't I get How rich? Is it, yeah, is it's, it a million yeah, dollars directly into my veins? It's it's six, six to seven figures a year. That's ah. that's sort of the, the <laughs> yeah, yeah. cutoff point. So yeah, you're way off. The good thing about that, they're, they're buying like uh, isolation from the poor people so they don't just not get COVID, they don't get a bunch of other diseases. That yeah, that's the best way to do it. Separate the poor people, get rid of yeah. them. Get, get rid no, of all I those like lenders. Yeah, fair uh, enough. Alrighty, so it's back, baby. Our favorite segment in the oh, whole man. show, Potch oh, no. Watch episode six. Still don't have a sting for this, but yeah, we're working. Oh, I was hoping you have a sound bite ready. Oh, yeah. It's the best segment of the whole show. So... New uh, new updates in the Potch Watch world. We have been officially rejected by eight managers. <laughs> I know Jubba wanted to put in 10, but I had to sort of filter out a few on that list because we rejected them first before they could reject us. So uh, the list is Nagelsmann, Jesse Marsh, uh, Brother Brendy, uh, Eric, Eric Tenhag, Massimiliano Allegri, Antonio Conte, Paolo Fonseca, and Julian Lopetegui. That's a nice fresh one as well, that one. So now we're currently down to two, although it looks more likely to be one. In uh, The front runner now is Nuno, who was also one of the front runners back when this all started 67 days ago. Barney, is he the front runner to reject you next, or is he the front runner <laughs> yeah. to become to be manager? I think it's it's just as just as likely that he will reject us as we will get him as a manager. So it's fifty fifty at this stage. It um, seems like Tot- Tottenham's uh, sort of attitude is like that one of like someone who gets a sense they're about to be dumped by their significant other, so they just dump yeah. them first to save themselves the hurt. <laughs> 
That's all you do with a guitar, Sam. You can't yeah. dump me on moving. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, Barney, as you know, I'm across all the socials all the time, and I follow Spurs.Army on the Instagram, and um, <laughs> they are telling me that Nuno is, quote, very close to, yeah, to, becoming, to becoming the new Spurs manager. Um, yeah. Could this be the end of our saga? Emoji face. Well, I mean, for all those great football podcasts like ourselves out there, they're probably hoping it's not over. But unfortunately, I think it might actually be coming to a, a head. I think because Nuno's already rejected Crystal Palace, so he's already used one of his vetoes, and I'm not sure he, he's willing to use <laughs> he's another got three. one. Yeah, he's got three. <laughs> I'm not sure he's willing to use another one because he may not get another another crack at a managerial mm. job. I think Benitez is going to Everton, and so it's sort of starting to dry up a bit out there, so he needs to pick one mm. soon. Yeah, well, this has obviously been poorly handled by Spurs. I think um, Nuno <laughs> became available early on, and I thought that was the the obvious choice. Like that's someone you can get, someone who knows the prem, prem someone who's um, taken, like let's say a mid table team like um, Wolves up into the um, Europa League and went on a bit of a run. To be honest, in the Europa League, I think they made the quarterfinals or something like that, maybe even semis. So okay, yeah, I think yeah, good. Is, yeah, he's a known quantity, um, and then big players went to Wolves, and, and he could work well with them. So it seems like an obvious choice. Um, but yeah, they went on this merry-go-round and and thought that they could shoot a little bit higher. And I think yeah, they've sort of come back to reality and gone, well, actually, we should have just stayed with this as step one because yeah, that was one of the initial rumors coming out. And like you said, Barney's he's not too much of a world class manager, so he's appropriate for Spurs. He's a very appropriate level for Spurs. For sure. yeah, that's the term. Yeah, yeah. 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 He, actually, he actually may be interested in taking the job, so that's good for us. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, nice. all right. The next one here, this is, this is it sort of just snuck through this week, but I think it's actually quite a big change, mm. and that is that from next season onwards, uh, Champions League away goals rule will be abolished. So... Uh, this is uh, close to my heart as it's pretty much how Tottenham made the final that year on away <laughs> goals. And it's, I mean, it's got a lot of teams through, especially some of those uh, smaller teams as well. What do you guys think about this? Um, so I don't like it at all. Um, I think in a, in a stage where we don't need more football to be played, this is just going to lead to extra time and, and penalties, which yeah. a lot earlier, which, which you don't need. And I think that's one of the things that separates it from the league and from some other competitions is that away goals rule. So, yeah, I, I love it. It puts some more jeopardy. It, like, you know how you get those games where there's like two goal swings and things like that mm-hmm. um, in the second leg. So, yeah, I'm dead against it. But um, do we know any of the reasons why they're bringing it in? Isn't it because the team who's second has more of an advantage or something like that, they thought? Or is it just adds revenue? But yeah, We're going to see more nil or draws too. Like because there's no incentive to go somewhere and attack. Like yeah, you just like, well, yeah. I'll go to Real Madrid, we'll pinch a nil old draw, get yeah. home. come home and pump them. Yeah. Or it, you're going away to a big stadium like that and you and you're two nil down and you're just like, Well, we could roll the dice here in the last ten minutes and yeah, we could cop one and go three, but if we leave here with a two one, mm. we've got that away goal, we keep it tight at home, you know, you can go through. Um but, and there's no as you say, there's no incentive to go and do that anymore. It's very much against a lot of the changes that have been happening lately in football, which is all about like making it more attacking, more goals. Now that, yeah, like you said, Job, now that it's going to entice a lot more teams just to sit back and defend, it's not going to do that, which is interesting. But, so, uh, so, Barney, one, so I was wondering, yeah, so, how does this advantage the big teams? Because I imagine that's the ultimate goal of these clubs with the power. <laughs> See, oh, that, that's a good question. I think it disadvantages the big teams. So, 
let's say, let's go into Premier League um, scenario. So you might play on the Sunday. Let's take Man United. They might play on the Sunday. Then they they might travel to Spain or Germany on the Wednesday, have to go play 90 minutes. Then it could go to extra time. Then it could go to penalties. And then you fly back to the UK and you might have to play again on Saturday. I mean, that's this is the a Champions League rule change, not Europa. Not Europa. <laughs> How dare you? Clever. Um, yeah, Barney, you wouldn't get that. Yeah, but do you know what I mean? So, and so if Manchester, United, if Manchester United are playing, say, um, let's say Spurs, so that's a, a relatively big fixture. Spurs aren't involved in that competition. <laughs> You'd mm. imagine that um, that it hurt Manchester United not help them, right? Playing all the extra minutes. It's kind of, yeah, yeah, that's true. It's kind of like that... Um, Balance of yeah, you're a bigger team, so you're playing in more comps. Like you're you're, you're still in the cup, you're playing the Champions League, you got your league. So like your fixtures are more hectic, but you should be able to cope with it because you you know your, your team's worth seven hundred million dollars, sort of thing. Yeah, I I think it helps Not, the bigger teams yeah. from the fact that like a smaller team can't get through in away goals now, and just like nick one away, yeah. and then just I reckon it that's where it really advantages oh, the, okay. big, the big be, teams. Yeah, like they can't where, get one yeah. away and. Yeah, and yeah. Count for two, basically. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, alrighty. So the next one here, and this was one that was close to Jobber's heart, was um, Chesney, the Polish goalkeeper, was caught punching burners pre game <laughs> before the Spain match. <laughs> so, or a lighter. Cu- couple, yeah, he must have. A couple <laughs> of photos of him coming out of him uh, smoking before the game, and a lot's been made of it. What did you guys think? How do you boys been- warm up? Well, he's, uh, yeah, yeah. To me, I just have a fuck a shapes and a couple of burners. <laughs> yeah. What's, what's your flavour? Uh, barbecue, obviously. Obviously, yeah. yeah, yeah. Good choice. It's a game, choice. Barney. It's serious. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like pizza running around like an idiot. No chicken creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, he's been living in Italy for a while, so I assume that's the reason. It's just sort of part of the culture. <laughs> it's racist. I, I mean, so sorry, did man- smoke. sorry did manage him for a year, <laughs> so he probably learned a thing. Yeah, but the difference... Yeah, but Sari takes his football serious. He chews his tobacco so it doesn't burn the once. <laughs> Pretty sure he's just chewing filters, isn't he, at that stage? <laughs> I mean, Raja Nyangalon famously got dropped from the Belgian team because he got in an argument with the uh, staff because they didn't get him a smoking room at one of the uh, camps because oh. he, he, he loves to chain him post-game. It's 21st so century. Stress right? relief. Let the man yeah. smoke. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All righty, and the last one here before we get into some transfer news is, uh, I don't know if you guys saw this video, but the uh, this Danish beer-carrying machine. There was a, a guy at uh, the Denmark versus Russia game, and he was carrying 12 beers and a hot dog. And he's way back to the seats. In what? How? Can you? Exp- I haven't seen it. Can you? So he had, it? you know, you, when you get you go to any sort of sports match, like you get the four, the four plastic cups with a tray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he had three trays stacked on top of each other, and a hot dog jammed in the middle of the top one. So funny. Oh, I didn't know respect. that. I didn't know that you personally could order all that food and get your own waiter. <laughs> I just wanted to balance it out, the 12 beers out with a hot dog. How so do you get served 12, 12 beers? Like yeah. Eight pack, surely. Yeah. So and, he, and, and were you dipping the hot dog in the beer and then eating it? Or was that just on the side? Yeah. Like, I'm amazed that uh, someone, like, he's like, all right, boys, next round's I'll get. And he, everyone's like, yeah, you want a beer? Yeah, beer, 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 beer. <laughs> and then one guy had the audacity to go, oh, I had a hot dog, mate. Yeah, get the hot dog. <laughs> yeah. Or, so, or no, with what sauce. really would have pissed him off was someone be like, oh, do you need a hand? He's like, no. 
Watch this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting on TV tonight, boys. There's a lot of people as well who were saying um, he's obviously so careful with it as well because he knows what the price of beer is in Denmark. So <laughs> he, he did not want to drop one one bit of it. Plus, yeah, it'd be very, pretty rare to get served cold beers. Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, there's no way match. in Australia going to a sporting event and buying 12 beers by yourself. You get three Carlton mid-strengths. Best, and best he, and he walked it past two security guards right in their face as well. That was pretty good, I thought. Yeah, no, fair play. Alrighty, a bit of transfer chat. So, uh, first one off the off the list here is, and it's, I'll definitely pronounce this correctly, is Hakan Changkonglu. <laughs> Now, is this like an African import? What, what was that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. has, has moved to uh, to Inter on a free from AC Milan. This is a big move. This one, it's controversial, yeah, it's, isn't it? Yeah, it is yeah. really to just let him let him go for one, but then also to go to a direct rival. one of their best players as well. Yeah. Do you, do you hate this about modern football that like he can go across town and there isn't like a riot saying don't go? A little bit, like. I know not not so much from the supporters, but I like I guess he he wasn't like some AC Milan like champion over the years, so like it's not as big as like a big player like a Lampard or a Scholes or a Gerrard moving to a direct rival. But I still don't mm. love to see it. Depends how the player behaves. I think same yeah. stadium too. Doesn't even have to. Yeah, be that's good. Yeah. Um, Easy. But some some of those bigger transfers and bigger names that have moved to both of those clubs, for example, have done it via. Um, like they've had a club in between. It's not yeah, that often. Right. You see, usually right. Yeah, it's not that often you see them go um, direct from um, from one to another. Like Luis Figo, for example, he went directly from Barca to Real Madrid. So that, yeah. that's when they're throwing um, pig's heads on the on the on the ground. Understandably, that. that's, yeah. that's all I want to see. That's all I want yeah, to see. Yeah, but I know. Reaction. I think the the Ronaldo did it as well, but he went via Italy. As well, yeah. It so. was a few years oh, yeah. in between, well. yeah. But to go from one to another is not that. Well, still Tevez, not that. Tevez went straight across town. Yeah, to a club no one had heard of. Yeah, hmm. yeah. They still had him up on the banner as well at uh, United, didn't they? Yeah, when he made that move, that yeah, was that was where not, he go? Manchester City. They're fairly new. I've never. Yeah, I think they've won Michael three Owen the did four. it via two clubs. That's a bit more respectful. <laughs> Michael Owen. He <laughs> went to Newcastle. Yeah, oh, he, went to Real, he went to Real Madrid, didn't he? Real Madrid, Newcastle, United. So United. everyone had forgot about it by then. Respect. Respect. Forgot about him. Yeah. All and, uh, and and a surprise to no one, Jaden Sancho is still at Dortmund. Is that now. forever? Yeah. Well, yeah, Jabba, yeah. we'll cut to you. What's, what's happening here? So apparently they're at... 95 million valuation for Dortmund and 85 for Manchester United, and they're very close to meeting in the middle, which is 90. It seems like and pretty straight maths, yeah. Yeah, and hopefully it'll be resolved. One thing that irks me about this is why is Sancho negotiating in the middle of the Euros? Like, I hate that. He's not playing. But, it's, but <laughs> he's I think he's time on the bench. Yeah. But I think he's not doing it really, is he? he all he's saying yeah. is like his agent's ringing him up saying they've got interest. Um, uh, are you interested in going to play back in the UK? And if he says yes, then he's like, "All right, great. Let me sort all I'll this sort out, it, yeah. and I'll and I'll talk to you when, um, and I'll let you know how much money we're going to make." But the thing that annoys me is that this went on um, last year, where they had, where you know they were separated by like you know five or ten million or something like that, which is obviously a big chunk of change. But I mean, proportionately to the actual transfer fee, I'm like, do you really want to miss out on yeah, Sancho for the sake of like two and a half yeah. million? Like, just yeah. pony out the extra two and a half. And if, if he's really worth that much, then 
I mean, it's immaterial in reality. 100%. Who cares if you paid um, 97 and a half or 95? It's not really going to yeah, make or break Edward it. qualifying the Champions League, then that's a bit of cash paid for there. Qualifying. Ed- <laughs> Again. Who's <laughs> second, okay. mate? Um, that's two <laughs> weeks of Paul Pogba's wages, I think, like $5 million, So just pay it. Yeah. On that, on that new contract or is that his current one? <laughs> Both. That's that one for 15 paid years. years. I think Ed yeah. Woodward was trying to channel his inner Daniel Levy by gone, like, sk- like yeah, it's not gone. to the end of the year though. I thought he's gone now. No, no, he's, he's he said he remember he announced so he's like I'm going and he in small print at the bottom at the end of 2021. Oh. <laughs> so one last thing I want to bring up in this transfer chat: Has anyone seen the Jack Grealish news? Yeah, it's a city. Yeah, apparently it's going to be uh, a city. Hundred mil, so boring and predictable. I know. Oh, damn, get play reserves. So that's yeah. good. that's probably good for Tottenham because if they spend a hundred million on Grealish, there's no way they're spending a hundred and twenty on Kane. Can yeah. you be serious for a minute, Barney? Tottenham <laughs> aren't in this conversation. Like, you're competing <laughs> with Arsenal for Kieran Tierney, not Jack Grealish. He's a serious Jack, footballer. I'd say it, Kieran Tierney. It's weird <laughs> he's, he's a little bit though, because like I had a lot of respect for Grealish when he stayed with Villa when they went down and back up. Yeah. And so then to it's like he did the hard part now. They seem to be coming good. Like, why uh, jump ship? It, it now? is. It is early on. I don't think there's anything concrete yeah, about true. it yet. I don't, from what I've read, but like, yeah, I know what you mean. I, I sort of don't see him going. But it's yeah. kind of unselfish as well because <laughs> he's done great for Villa, and now he's going to get him a hundred million, yeah, which is yeah. life changing for Villa. Like, oh, yeah, that's such a big amount of money. They can buy five <clears> players. <throat> Yeah, it's it's funny how some of those players leave, isn't it? So some some leave like that to say, look, thanks for your service. I know you grew up here and you sort of outgrown the club, so we wish you the best and, and move on. Like that's how mm. Leicester feel about um, Kante moving on. Yeah. They're like, thanks for that. It was so good. Now we got your. I think we sold him for sixty five or something like Maguire. that. Maguire. Yeah, Maguire. Similar thing. I mean, um, so but then you've got other players who just don't leave with that type of um, that that type of feels. So yeah. it, it is interesting, but um, I imagine he would leave like that. Yeah, yeah. I think he's going to. I think if he went there, I think he'd really suit Pep. Um, I think chances are now Aguero's gone. Um, they don't really have any strikers. They'll probably just continue with that um, false nine top setup and have mm. um, yeah him, Grealish, Foden, De Bruyne, and um, Sterling and Mares sort of rotate through those front four positions really. And that's none of them really playing at nine at all. Yeah, yeah that's pretty unreal. Yeah, I think that wasn't an issue we sort of saw though with the Guardiola side this year is that they kind of need a poacher in the box, someone that just knows how to finish. And just <laughs> even at like the false nine will get you so far, but I don't know if it will take you or like they don't win the Champions League. Do I don't, well, yeah, but his finishing's not great. So in the Champions League, they they in at least in the group stages, they did play with a nine. They played with um, Jesus, like um, because I think of that continental style. You couldn't play with Aguero, and you couldn't really play with a false nine. So what they did is they played Jesus because that way you could press from the front a bit better. So yeah, mm. I think it's horse of courses and depends what um, the bald fraud decides on that day. Yeah, exactly. You'll exactly. All right, let's move oh. on. Opening question, Barn. Let's go. Alrighty. Uh, now, I just wanted to pose this one to you guys. What, who do you think has been the best player of the group stage so far? Harry Kane. Shawno, I'll throw oh, you first. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and you have to stick with that first answer. <laughs> um, uh, like, I suppose 
you can't, it's hard to walk past Ronaldo in the goals that he scored. He's now tied Ali Dai's um, record. But I mean, it's it's kind of you kind of expect that from him. Um, so that's why I'm going to go Depay. Um, I, yeah, I think yeah. he's Interesting. like Ronaldo's hit my expectations. Like you expect that type of quality from him. But yeah, I think Depay in terms of um, he surpassed my expectations of him. So yeah, he's, he's in good form. Um, he looks dangerous, and obviously he's got a couple of goals. So sorry, Sean. Is that Ronaldo or Penaldo? Oh. <laughs> Have a bit of respect, mate. You're probably one of those Ali Dair fans who are like, oh, um, you know, Turkmenistan's a real country and, and those four goals do count. Take your Iran shirt off, Barney. You're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> All right, Jabba, what do you, who do you think? Uh, I'm going to go for Leonardo Bonucci. So the yeah, Italians, like it. zero goals conceded and haven't looked like conceding. And Chiellini went down, but they just continued on. Yeah. Just um, so mm-hmm. solid. Luke Shaw plays in a back four that hasn't conceded. No. <laughs> Uh, scored much either though. Yeah, he's been, just been so good. Absolute tower of strength. Like, yeah, I agree. Look anywhere else. I agree. No, Josh, uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I like Benucci as well, but I'll throw another one out there that I've quite liked. Uh, Zed and Shakiri. Yeah, oh, difference maker. Some good finishes. Look, looking in the team that he plays in, decent enough team, but he's, he really steps up in the international stage. I think he's he's had a good tournament so far. So. Good for, the, good for him. Outside that first game, yeah, he's been pretty pretty bloody mm. good. So yeah, very yeah. impressive. He's, he's got a big stage to go and do it again against France now as well. So yeah, he'd be yeah, up for that. That's a big fixture. So um, yeah, and he's got a right foot. Who knew? I know, <laughs> not bad. <laughs> the size of it, it's a pendulum. Yeah, normally he just yeah. stands on it though. <laughs> yeah. Um, alrighty, I. What do you, what do you reckon? I um, have a, a a couple, but I'll, I will oh, get to well, that. That's not really the rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. answering this like Sean and Josh. Um, I've been very impressed with Lukaku. Obviously, he came into it in great form, and my pick for Golden Boot looking good. But um, yeah, he's he still looks supremely good in the game. Uh, so all the games so far, but I probably would have to go with Genie Wijnaldum. Mm. Yeah, he's been, I liked him he's been very impressive so far, and like the Netherlands themselves have probably gone above the expectations that most people had for them. And I was like, just watching back some of their highlights and games, and he is in a, in the attack. He always ends up being the furthest player forward. He just like he barrels all, into the box. He just doesn't barrels he? through the yeah. box. Like uh, Depay will like receive it, and he just goes straight past him and just keeps running into the box. And he's always always forward and playing really high up, which is nice to see. It's sort of where he started at. Um, at PSV, and he sort mm. of sat back more at Liverpool, and now he's getting forward again, which is good. So, Halsey, ha- yeah. Um, so, Halsey, as a Liverpool fan, how do you feel about his performance? I mean, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. trying to put my I've thought about in, it in your a, shoes, a where you're like, am, am I annoyed that he is doing so well, um, and now he's leaving, or am I like, am I disappointed that he didn't produce those type of performances at Liverpool? Am I annoyed that Liverpool didn't do more to keep him? Like what? Bit bit of all that, I think. Yeah, it, he even when he was at Liverpool, when he would play for the, the the international team, he would play that more attacking role and just barrel into the box and just banging in goals. And I was always like, well, why don't why isn't he doing that for Liverpool? I think the way that the Liverpool team set up obviously is a little bit different. The way they play him is slightly different. They sit him a bit deeper, and he do, he does a great job as more that uh, sort of number eight type, mm. more defensive minded midfielder, um, but. It's like, why didn't we try him more as that that more sort of uh, attacking-minded midfielder just to see how it goes? Because we have a Fabinho, we have Henderson-type players that's, who can sit. Yeah, that's uh, that's so exactly I, my, my thinking. I'm thinking like Liverpool were dying for a number 10, really, like to yeah, service yeah. Those, those front three. 
and they kept playing with like a, a three that were rather defensive or they yeah, yeah especially when now you can see when Alden can do those type of things it's like man it just seems well, yeah. like perfect for Hendo and um and uh Fabinho to sit and um, when Alden play in front and then just go forward, that would have been yeah. I, I I'm not sure to be honest. I like you. You think to yourself, oh, maybe they have their reasons or, or it's you know whatever Klopp's idea is, but yeah. it just seemed like they could have tried it more. I don't know. It's yeah, maybe yeah. It's something to do with the Premier League too, like the way they they have to play differently versus you know other random teams on the international stage. But yeah. A little bit frustrating, but I'm happy for him. Like, I love to see him do well, regardless. Yeah. Mm. Sounds like that partner protecting themselves by leaving first again. Yeah, right, shut let's up. Move on, I'm boys. not crying. You're crying. <laughs> <laughs> so, the first game of the review, Austria won, Ukraine nil. This actually worked out well for Ukraine, in my opinion, this loss. Anything to add? An honourable uh, loss gets them through. So, that's all they need to do, right? Yeah. And yeah. now they play Sweden, where sees Austria, I believe, have Italy. Yes. Yeah, that's de- yes. Yeah, that's you, don't de- yeah. that. you do not want that right now. No, nah, you don't. Uh, so what? Yeah. So now that um, so both of these teams uh, get through on that result. So looking back, that was a pretty easy one to pick them, wasn't it? Like, no. do you know what I mean? You know when both teams need a draw to go through, inevitably it's a draw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're talking about a handshake pregame here, right? Oh, not, not to that extent, but I think everyone, like, you know, it gets to 70 minutes, um, Austria 1-0 up. Um, they can hear and understand the result over the other side because all these games are played at the same time. It just worked mm. conveniently for everyone not to press and to pass the ball across the back and the status quo to continue, doesn't it? And I think yeah. that's inevitably what happens. I think Platini's in jail now, isn't he? So we don't really get those <laughs> results. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's, I think he's in jail, but um, he's next to the um, Haiti goalkeeper. They're sharing a cell. So. <laughs> he's straight in the jail. Surprised he's still alive. Yeah. Um, all right, they, so then I, going on to the next one. So we've got North Macedonia nil, Netherlands three. Did you see Goran Pandev get his Netherlands jersey? Yeah, that'll be cool. Oh, He'll hang that up, I think, um, in the middle of his uh, <laughs> pool room. Where is a wig? Um, that's a bit weird, isn't it? I thought it was stupid. Don't you think? Like, <laughs> what's he, what do you want him to do with an, another nation's jersey? What's um, 122? Is that's that a games. Yeah. Oh, yeah, is that on the back? Play for Netherlands? Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, the yeah, number yeah, that they gave yeah. him. But what's he going to do with a Netherlands jersey signed by a bunch of, you know? Was it his idea or was it like a cloth <laughs> from. Give us a side Fanboy. Yeah, wouldn't you rather like one of the like players from the Netherlands teams like shirt after the game? You can hang out by I like just my yeah. uh, shirt from my last ever game for North Macedonia. Yeah, but I'd want my shirt. Spank three 0 Yeah, like oh, Shumi kept that as well. Yeah, but get Delit shirt and you say, "Oh, this is the guy that marked me out of the game and I didn't get a kick." So <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think yeah. Netherlands were uh, again pretty impressive, although they looked a bit shaky at the start. North Macedonia got had a couple of disallowed goals over the game, but. One early yeah, on, um, and so yeah, the back the back line looked a little shaky for Netherlands, but definitely the better team overall, and, and ran out mm. quite easily the winners. And again, a lot of late runs into the box from Genie. That Am I the only one who's not excited about Netherlands? Like I just I don't think they're going to go. I don't think they're going to go far. I hit a wall. Yeah, yeah, they've beaten a lot of like uh, average teams, but like it's still they're still like getting the goals in and scoring, which is good. Mm. I can see them beating the Czech Republic though. That's for sure. That works <laughs> yeah, out well for them. They should. <laughs> Yeah. They're very so, yeah. Uh, that first, um, um, I think it's the so, first offside. But they, 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 oh, sorry, mate. Um, no, go, go. Uh, what I was going to say was they, they didn't make as many changes as um, what I thought, um, the Netherlands, the considering Dutch. that they oh, were yeah. through. 
Yeah. Don't you think that's odd? Like, look, you see a lot of the other t- teams, even from round one to round two, made like three, four changes. And then once they were through, like the Italians, for example, changed their whole team. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe the, they have... It's a pretty thin squad. Maybe that's why. I'd true, be worried true. About it. Yeah. Like, you're putting a pretty poor team in. If you they haven't, the they haven't had a lot of intense games, though. To be fair, so like mm. them, they like they wouldn't. Have, I reckon they have a lot of very tired players. So I think it, this game wouldn't have been too intense for them either. Just just sort of going through the motions and um, getting a three 0 win. So no, no need for big changes. Yep. All right. So yeah. Netherlands finished first in the group, and now they will play Czech Republic. Czech Republic feel a comfortable win, and then we've got Austria second, Ukraine third. So Austria have Italy, and Ukraine have Sweden. Sweden, so yellow yep. and blue, yellow and blue, very confusing. Blue and yellow. Yep. They're both going to play in yellow and blue. I heard. <laughs> I hope so. So let's move on to the most emotive performance of the tournament. Russia won. Denmark four. Barney, you said they were done. You said they were done. I, I, for once, you're right. I did say that. And I did not think they'd be able to get it. I thought this could have ended in like a bit of a draw, ball draw, Denmark go out with a bit of a whimper and, you know, not unexpectedly because of what's happened to them. But they did the opposite and really channeled that uh, that hurt and emotion and absolutely thumped the Russians. And like we said before, before the tournament, Russia would be poor and they were very poor. And, yeah, some really nice goals as well. Yeah, once Russia went down, they just... To like 2-1, they just yeah. fell apart. And those last two goals for Denmark were just like... Denmark almost looked surprised at how easy they were, like how free-flowing they were and stuff. So, mm. no, it was, it was, I was ha- happy for them. I don't think anyone would say they're not. Like, no, no, no one's no. super attached to Russia. No, no, definitely not. feeling bad for them. And Denmark did, had to score a lot Barney, today you mentioned well. that with Russia, we have like a pre-tournament bias, don't we, mm. for the Russians? But they were horrible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was that the, tournament, tournament. Pre, the sure. old tournament bias, last tournament bias, where everyone's like, "Oh, the Russians will be all right this tournament. They they might get out of their group," and they never looked likely <laughs> at all. No, I agree. Won't make that mistake again. So that brings us to the the finish of the group there. So Russia dead last, one win, terrible goal difference. Finland third, and Denmark and Belgium go through from this group. But you look how tight that group was. So you had um, Denmark, Finland, and Russia all on three points. Um, Finland and Russia um, don't go through. But then most of the other groups that went made it through. You could eat, you could get through on three points. So, like, look at the Ukraine. They had three points and they make it through in third. But Russia have three points and they finish last and go out with a bit of a you know, as we just mentioned, a bit of a slap. So, I did see random thing. I did I really see a heard bit of a, a loss. Yeah, I uh, I saw a funny cor- like correlation thing on. I think I was on the Reddit's um, the of Reddits. Uh, four bottom <laughs> place teams within their respective groups were all t- uh, countries that are run by uh, like a dictator style leader. So you had <laughs> Russia, Poland, Ukraine, and Hungary all. No, not Ukraine. Who was the last one? <laughs> Poland, Hungary, Russia, and... can't remember who the last one was, but it was quite a funny little... North Macedonia? No. I don't think they're, I I think think Pan- they're, they're in this match. I think Pandev runs that as a dictatorship, doesn't he? Yeah, he does now. Under that was Pandev's his, rule. He's a lot of hard, strong men in that. In that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's just a funny little interesting tidbit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, boys, move on. 
So Finland Just, nil, Belgium two. No real surprises here. Nah, nah, straight, no straightforward. Apart from the Belgium team, what? How? How yeah. like serious it was? Yeah, well, the no, like, thing? They, like they, 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 like they thought on, they were going to rest players. Six points they couldn't. Yeah, yeah. Like just relax, 100%. chill out. Yeah, no. All right, so let's move on to the Modric show. Croatia mm. three, Oof. Scotland one. Pretty Aussie boys are going home. Yeah, I'm very surprised by this, to be honest. Um, I think 3-1 is harsh, but I don't think Scotland deserved a result. I'll leave it at that. They were so bad. It was their worst, game. It was this, their worst whole, game. this whole tournament. They did show a bit of fight and, and uh, they finally scored a goal, which was nice. But, like, um, uh, yeah, I think Croatia, it was a bit of a, uh, a player difference, I think, between the two teams. Like, Croatia, Croatia just had uh, good enough uh, players just to beat beat them without playing too impressively. Yeah, like the Scots got tired from yeah, their running. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, Croatia weren't exceptional, but they just had a, some good a good enough players to push past the Scots. And, um, yeah, you could see the emotion on Scotland's face when they scored that goal and equalised and they thought, maybe we're on here. We could, <laughs> yeah. could potentially go through. And then yeah, it all came crashing down after that Modric screamer into the top right. How nice was that? Um, yeah, nice outside of the foot. So if you're um, Scotland and now you're home and you've got essentially you've got one point um, and you've only scored one goal, I think you're home and you're a bit disappointed. You're like, man, we should have maybe shown some more ambition and, and tried to be a little bit braver. Like I know they want to keep it tight and try and hang on towards the end, but I don't yeah, know. I think at some point yeah. you've got to flick the switch. And try and I feel like they just didn't have the... The weapons to do it look like they were trying for all their like might and just going hell for leather, but they just like bashing the head against the wall. They just didn't have that precision at the at the top end to yeah, actually be right. too dangerous. But all, all their best players are defensive, yeah, and, like defensively minded. So like they don't have like, anything ha- creative going forward, which is that hurts them. Well, like hard yakker type center midfielders. That's like yeah, more Billy yeah. Gilmore's. Yeah, but the first half of this game just highlighted for me how poor Scotland actually are. Like, we're, mm. you get caught up in the fanfare and the crowds and all that, but they were mm. pretty bad. Oh, yeah, this game, yeah, yeah, not competitive. So Dark Scotland have now been eliminated at the group stages in all eleven of their appearances oh. at major tournaments. So not really a surprise. Still better than Turkey. Boys on tour. Um, Let's move on to Czech Republic nil, England one. We got another Saka performance. Yeah, I thought he was nice and bright. Um, You could tell that he had like more energy than um, some of the other England players. I thought he was, um, yeah, bright, got about the pitch rather well. Um, And I think... It was somewhat closer to the team that um, the English fans want to see from Southgate, but not quite all the way there. He still had the, the handbrake on um, a little bit. Nice to see Maguire in, 90 minutes under his belt. I think defensively, um, I'd, I'd almost like Mings looked a little bit surer defensively. He looked like more aggressive. Um, he was better in the air. I think obviously that will come with Maguire. But I think on the ball, that's where Maguire's difference to Mings um, showed through. Going forward, he picked out some really nice passes and, and, and got us onto the front foot a little bit faster, whereas Mings, he plays a little bit um, safer, um, which is fine, but that's just the difference. So then you you look at the two, and um, depending on who you, what game you're going into, you'd pick one over the other. But 
yeah, nice to see Harry back. So about Harry, the real Harry Maguire, how good was that ball to Harry Kane? Yeah. Oh, shit. Mm. Yeah. He had yeah. his body drifted into the middle of the pitch, had his body open and then closed it um, and whipped it out to, to Harry and then um, Harry Kane and then, yeah, turned it over. So that was good. Um, like, <laughs> like Sterling wasn't great again. I mean, the most annoying thing for England fans is he stinks Keeps the joint up, loses the ball, and then he, he scores a header from a yard out, which any, like anyone in this room could score. Um, you got to be there, though. Yeah, but I'm saying that even if he does play, like if he plays Sancho, like Sancho's there, isn't he? Like, yeah. do you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. It's not as if he's getting in these like amazing positions that no one else can think of. Like, I think if we're playing Sancho there or um, or anyone else, like Jack in, in that wide spot or Foden gets a start in that game, I think they're there as well. Like it's a cross. Yeah. But of course yeah, they're in the absolutely. This is the Raheem Sterling that has 100% of England's goals at the Euros. You talking about Sam Platt? Yeah. Okay. So I I, I saw I saw a, a, an article about that as well. They're like people are going to put more respect on Sterling's name. Like he scored all of England's goals at the Euros. I'm like, it's no one. No one is disregarding the goals he scored. They're disregarding the ten dribbles he's gone straight into defenders and lost the ball with yeah. or run out of the pitch with. Like it's horrible he, passing. He, he gets into great positions and just doesn't do anything with it a lot of the time. And that's what people are frustrated with. I completely understand the frustration it's, it's similar to i feel josh with you with like salah we're like if people yes. look at salah from the outside as not a Liverpool fan and like oh he's so good though he scores all these goals he does all this he's so on the ball like why don't you like him like yeah but he loses the ball 10 it's times 90 of the time and yeah. it's, yeah. Still, it's exactly what sterling does and then with sterling you probably get yeah. the bit of like the yeah like he's at like the bad passing as well and just decision making is not great but i mean yeah i, I for me england I just found them to be like they were good in the first half and they, they looked lively, but they're so happy to just score one and then just sit back and be uninspiring. After. Football, yeah, yeah, it's it's they're not they're not like I understand like you, you, teams that want to get like a classic Mourinho team, you get you get the goal and then you just sit back and block for the rest of the game and, and grind out a result. Um, but I don't think in England are defensively sure enough to be doing that. But and so, is that the weight of expectation, like crippling them and crushing them down? Because they've got so many good players. To a degree, probably, yeah. Possibly, yeah. I mean, it always would be, yeah. I know that apparently Southgate's come out and been like, "Oh, don't worry, we'll be better in the in the like the knockout stage. Like we're going to be a better team." I'm like, wouldn't you want to be like better from the start and like for, on the front foot and get teams worried and scared about you rather than being like if you come up like Germany come up against England, they'd be like, "Geez, we're definitely in with a chance here to to take this." But this argument isn't new. Like Capello's team was the same when he was in charge of England. You're like, oh, you got all these players, but you're too defensive. Gareth, you got all these good players, you're too defensive. Like, I feel it's like it has to be something mental. Possibly. Yeah, I think it, it would have to be over the years, just ever since like 66, it just builds and builds and builds because they always have a talent, such a talented team, but is everyone is always looking at them. So but, there'll be always pressure. Yeah, so they've got. I know, Barn, you say you're not sure they're defensively sound enough. They haven't conceded either. Like, I know I know that um, Italy haven't either. And when it's one of those things when Italy do it, everyone's like, oh, wow, they haven't conceded any goals. But then when England do it, everyone's like, oh, yeah, but they, I'm not sure about them. It's Negative. like it's like when Messi does whip something in the top corner, everyone's like, oh, Messi this, Messi that. Mm. But then, you know. Shakira does it. Yeah, when Shakiri does it, everyone's like, "Oh, yeah, you should do that more for the pool or something like that." But so I think defensively they seem okay, and and yeah, I don't know it's it's feels it could go either way, doesn't it? With 
um, England. They could, as you say, Gareth could step on the front foot now and and get past Germany. And you're like, oh, that makes sense. Geez, they look really good. They stepped through. They built through the the group phase. Haven't conceded. Took um, the safe route. Got through. Ended up on the right side of the draw. They beat Germany and into a, a quarter final. So I don't know. It could yeah. just easily swing the other way, and they could really jump into to favourites. I think. Um, if they yeah. beat Germany, because you look at the, the yeah. run that they've got, it's rather nice. Yeah, you feel like if they could just shake that mental, those mental chains, they'll just be like pretty dangerous. Yeah. Mm. Hey, yeah. Sean, do you? Um, I know the discussion a lot of times been uh, Mings or Maguire, Mings or Maguire. Would you play Maguire and um, Mings together and get rid of Stones? I, I think that's an option, but I suppose the you've got this thing where. Um, Stones is in the middle of both of them. So if you're looking at quality footballers and decision makers, you've, mm. got, you've got Maguire at the top, then Stones, and then Mings. If you're looking yeah. at fitness, you've got Mings at the top, then you've got Stones, then you've got Maguire. So Stones is like mm. the second best at the most all, well-rounded. So yeah, do you know what I mean? So he's always yeah. the the partner, jack to, of all trades, of master yeah. of none. Fair, fair enough. So I think that's why Stones will, will play. And I mean, he looked fit as fuck. On the on in the last game, he was getting up and down the, the pitch. At one point, he was um, he stayed up for corners and he was tracking back and stuff. So was yeah, that, he, was he that before or after he got dragged at the seventieth minute mark? No, well, you had to get Mingsy <laughs> on there, I think, and um, and he had played every minute of every game up until that point. Yeah. So um, including those those two practice games, so I think it made sense. All right, so yeah. England topped the group and they now get Germany and Croatia finished second and they will get Spain. And yep. Scots are going home, and the Czech Republic yep, and Netherlands. So, out of all that, the Czechs probably got the easiest game. Probably, yeah. I say none the, of them are easy, but yeah, you're right. The, uh, yeah, well, the Czechs got the best initial game, but then after that, I think England have the best run from there. Yeah, that one side win, of the yeah. draw compared to the other they is quite heavily weighted. <laughs> yeah, so Matt, we'll get to that second side of the draw because I'll read I'll read that out at the end, and that's got some bloody stingers in there. All right, let's move on. Yeah. Sweden, three. Poland, two. Lewandowski gets up to keep the multi alive, but... Uh, mm. He had three. That one, there, he just like... Oh, oh throwing God. everything yeah. out, like header. What knee, was going on there? Tried to volley. <laughs> yeah, oh, that, was, that was... Uh, I just... Oh, I don't even want to... I don't know what to make of it. It was That was just like shocking, but kind of unlucky. But you're like, how did he not score? How nice was his second goal? Yeah, class. The second was that the header or the the first? The... No, that was the. Oh, that was. I think that was his first one. That was. That oh, was so nice obvious though. what was going to happen, yeah. but he just couldn't stop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, was, that was nice. But um, I've I've got a new name for Sweden, and I I wonder if you guys will agree with me. I'm going to start calling them Continental Burnley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because they can three sit goals, back mate. In Burnley? Burnley yeah, hey, Burnley have scored three once. Continental in the whole in the whole Premier League in one yeah. season, but no, I, I I was very impressed with Sweden, and I've started like like they've been pretty solid in their first two games. Obviously, got good results, and then this game sort of like has now put them into that dark horse phase for me of where they're like they could, and especially because they're on that side of the draw with England, mm. and they could they could go <laughs> they could go far. I think like quarters, even potentially semis on that side of the. the the uh, the draw I think, and I'll be interested to see how far they go. But they um they just sit back well, and when they attack, they're just very efficient. 
and they look like they're going to score. They've been knocked out by England in the in the last couple of tournaments. So I think if they win the blue and yellow derby, um, they'll either play England or, or Germany. So yeah, I think they've done well to get where they are. But just imagine if they had Zlatan as well. Oh. They'd already be out. Then they'd be. Yeah, I don't know. Zlatan actually improves that team. Well, so that's the thing. You, you, like that changes the way they can play. Like mm. if, yeah. if you had Zlatan, you couldn't play that Spain game the way they did. So they just all sat in and tried to hit Spain on the break. And they, to be fair mm. to them, they created some chances in that first mm. game against Spain. But as I said, if Zlat's up front, you can't really play that way because he's not going to get in behind anyone. Um, and Spain can really press on. But I think they were hesitant to do that with the um, what's the lad with all the pace up top. Isaac. Yeah, Isaac. They, they were hesitant yeah. to push all the way up and, and compress that space if, if he can get in behind like that. I just have a mental image of Zlatan standing there pointing at his feet. Being like here, yeah, here. Give me the ball at my feet. Yeah. Yeah. Last after he has it over. Zlatan hasn't moved for twenty oh. minutes. He's All right, let's move box. on. So Slovakia nil, Spain <laughs> five, and we still have time for Murata to miss a pen. Yeah, <laughs> that was ridiculous. Couldn't, not surprised. Did you see what he said oh. after? He said he hadn't slept for the, for nine hours after yeah. the game. Getting um, death threats and shit. Yeah. His and wife and kids were getting death threats. That was, yeah. that was a bit far. That was, was a bit like, harsh, Barney. Like, that was a bit harsh. Yeah, yeah. It is a bad pen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we we so, descended from your work email, Barney. <laughs> we, we don't condone any of, any of that no. in this pod. No, of course yeah, not. But um, I mean, to be fair, his finishing was trash. Um, so yeah. I think, like, yeah, I think Spain need to change something um, to, to get him on the score sheet. I feel as though they're trying everything to push him forward, but. Yeah, um, I think the real story is uh, Dubravka. So if he oh. had to stop the game after that penalty save, and and that was match. it, he's had a great game. You build a match. Um, yeah. But from the minute after that, oh geez, that's not good. Someone walk me walk me through what like how this managed to happen. So we've it's, got it's up there with the Haiti keeper as well. So so we've got the penalty <laughs> save, and then a couple of minutes later, we've got a, a shot which gets. Um, it gets a deflection and then hits the crossbar. Hits the crossbar mm. and just goes straight up in the air. And then, but Dubravka's died for the first shot, so he's on the ground. He stands up. The ball's in the air. Felt like for ages, and it's coming Plenty down. Plenty of time, yeah. And it's coming down like pretty much on the crossbar. It might just clip it and, and go either way. Um, and what Dubravka needs to do is jump up higher than the crossbar. It's critical that he gets just his hand, hand there. over <laughs> the crossbar and tap it down. He waits. The ball drops oh, under the crossbar God. and then he slaps it in for one of the worst known goals you've ever seen in your life. It's like he's trying to spike it into the top of the That's what it looks like, net. yeah. yeah. You guys the big wind-up. It's like, dude, yeah. just um, so, oh, un- unreal. Halsey, on your hiation keeper theory... This happened in the yeah. 30th minute. So I don't know if you know how betting works, but generally it's split between like 1 to 30, 31 to 60. Oh, you get that I'm wondering if he's out. like looking at the clock, being like 30, <laughs> yep. Yeah. 1-0, goes back. i got enough time here, yeah. <laughs> it was to see if his bet came in, was yeah. it? Maybe. Yeah. We'll have to check the camera angles to see if he had view of the, the scoreboard and clock from Ooh. that facing the goal there. Yeah, checked his watch. The other option yeah. he had, which I'm not sure he's thought of, is um, catch it. <laughs> So yeah. just throwing that out there. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if he'd gone for a header, it would have been a better option. He did try to... What he tried to do as well was grab onto the bar with one hand, lift himself <laughs> yeah. up to, I to get knock that. it over, but he completely missed grabbing the bar. keeper. Jump. You, can, you don't <laughs> no, need no, like, like, double, like, fist, double fist it out. No, yeah, but that wasn't the issue. Like, you could still have one hand on the bar just to give yourself some stability to, like, just tap it over. Yeah, but, but he missed the bar. That was the problem. Yeah, then he... You can see when he missed it, he shit himself, and then he missed it with the other hand. You can see Skriniar behind him, just like his his heart just drop. He's just like, no. And yeah. from there, then he, he made a couple of bad decisions where I think he come out yep. for one that he probably shouldn't have come out for and it had a scramble back. And then that yeah. was the header from the Frenchman who plays for Spain um, back across. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, fucking hate that guy. Yeah. yeah, look, after that, it was all Spain. It was already all yeah. Spain, but then it was all Spain plus goals. And goals. And they yeah. just absolutely battered them. I don't think Slovakia had a shot. Um, but there was a lot of no, good performance in Spain. A lot more dynamism. They looked really threatening in attack. Is this a turning point for them? I don't know. So as boring as they've been, they are now the second top goal scorers um, coming yeah. into to this. When <laughs> that is unbelievable and hard to imagine, considering the the start that they had. So and they've got Croatia. Not a bad draw. Yeah, and, and you know Winnable. Croatia aren't very scory either. So um, that could be a very low game, I, low scoring. I game. think. Yeah. Um, I think Busquets, like we've said about Mula does a lot for that team without actually doing much, if that makes mm. sense. So he's obviously yeah. quite a leader on the pitch. He's, I think he was captain as he came back, and he was um, he obviously a lot of communication from him. For, if you look at him compared to Rodri, like, if he doesn't add anything extra that Rod- Rodri doesn't already have. But obviously what he does have is that communication and sort of leadership uh, qualities that a team like that probably really needs. It's all those other yeah. things, isn't it? The planning, mm. the leading, the organising, the controlling, the management function. Yes. And he the brings it on the understanding of the game. Yeah. Like the, view, yeah. the view of the game, like, yeah, okay, so he's not like super strong or fast or can't kick a, like finish super crazy well, but he sees the game so much different to everyone else. Mm, yeah. Definitely. The Bosco yeah. once said, you go to the game to watch Busquets, you watch Busquets, you see the whole game. Yeah, because he, he just looks at it differently, like in the way he yeah. sets himself up, and it's such a big difference. So Spain mm. finished second, Sweden first, Slovakia third, and going home, and Poland out with a whimper, one point. Mm. Disappointing, very disappointing from Poland. So yeah. this is where we get into the interesting stuff. So I can't quite see our fixtures, but I believe it's Germany and Hungary. Yeah, yeah, go Germany, Hungary next. So yeah, two yeah. all. And this so, was absolutely insane as to the permutations to the rest of the group in this game. It was mental. It was so like 10 different uh, yeah, ladder changes. I'll, the I'll, time of I'll rattle those stats off for you. So, on, thanks, mate. Sam. Uh, Eng- so England obviously now take on Germany in the round of 16. So England's opponents changed nine times over the course of these two matches that were on at the same time and four times in the final 21 minutes. Whoa, that's wow. exciting stuff. And, and the other thing is um, Hungary... At- in this 90 minutes, were um, first, second, third, and fourth in the group. Yeah, yeah. They, they had it. And also, in this whole group, which is, you know, the group of death, Hungary were ahead for more minutes and trailed for fewer minutes than any other team in the whole group, which is <laughs> crazy hilarious. when you look at, like, pre-tournament, we're like, yeah, Hungary going to get battered every game. Could be the worst performance by a team in the Euros and almost made it out of the group, which is unreal. But it's pretty, was, yeah. Sorry, you go, Josh. No, so it's, it's pretty on form for our predictions yeah. thus far. I was, yeah, I was probably um, 
I was probably more impressed with Hungary than I was disappointed in Germany in this game. I sort of initially I was like, oh, Germany really poor. But then sort of looking back on it, Hungary were just like very good in their game plan and how they uh, executed it as well. Yeah, but um, I feel like we talk about like teams are really good tactically and technically, but like it's just effort. Like Hungary just looked like they wanted yeah. that second goal. Like he just wanted it the most. Oh, yeah, yeah 100%. You love to see it. Yeah, laps in concentration and then just desire and he gets the goal. But I think they also just like really stifled the Germans in how they had tried, how they had successfully pulled apart the Portuguese in the previous game, like loading the wings and trying to whip balls in or switching quickly. And Hungary just all, so they had played like a 5-3-2, but basically spent the majority of the game in 5-5. Five, five. <laughs> and like even their strikers in the middle, like so almost CDM, just like um, – cutting out passing lanes and then the wings, they would just uh, overload it and just stop Germany from getting any sort of um, momentum going forward and then just press collectively. So yeah. That worked really well for them. They seem pretty disciplined in that, uh, like that sense of watching the tape from previous games in all their matches, I, I reckon. Mm. They seem to have more of a plan than he expected. Yeah, and impressive. then just forcing Germany back constantly and then just having to get them recycle the ball across. But then also um, them even going forward, they weren't just lumping it long to Zawa and just hoping he'd hold it up and wait for runners. They were like actually genuinely moving it forward through like um, passing one, two movement triangles. And then even like you look at, that, you look at the, their first goal, it's like a, a breakdown for Germany forward line. Uh, they come out with the ball, uh, a few one, two um, passes, some good movement from their players. And Germany have like eight players back and Hungary have three players up there. Mm. And they still find like a, a goal out of it, like a really good ball in. And great finish from, uh, from mm. Zola up front. Um, and, I mean, up until that goalkeeping error from Galachi, mm. I, I was worried Germany wouldn't be able to find a way through. It seemed like, yeah, they might they were going to get boxed out for a bit there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But they, uh, they were quite sharp too, like the way they moved it around. I was really impressed. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But just, yeah. The, I think the quality of these other teams was just a little bit too high. I think stick them in any other group and they'll probably mm. go through. Good point. Oh, definitely, uh, yeah. some of the groups that are out there for sure. I think also the extremely heavy downpour in the first <laughs> half really stifled yeah. Germany's sort of like quick passing on the ground as well. Mm, yeah. uh, you could see the ball was like slowing down on the ground because it was just so wet underfoot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, very impressive from the uh, Hungarians and especially in that group, the fight they put up against every team, even like Portugal, where they got beaten three nil. It was like very late on win. Like I think they can hold their heads high. Yeah, I think the yeah. the teams who finished bottom or even third, I think they had the one of the best showings. Like they had a better showing than Scotland for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Goretzka's a hell of a player to bring in, like at this stage, isn't he? Like, oh, two oh, games yeah. in, bring him on, snatch an equaliser. Hell of a player. Doing, doing what you expect him to do. Yeah, yeah. Those those two changes of uh, Musiala and Goretzka really changed for Germany up yeah. front. Even was, I haven't seen much of Musiala, but like he was, um, he was quite good up front. And then especially at the end of the game, once they got the two all, he was um, just locking in the corner, just holding mm. it up, keeping keep it, keeping it in there, wasting time. All right, Barney. Yeah. So we'll Let's... move on to Portugal, France. One more comment. You were dead against the rainbow flag around the stadium, and you got what you wanted. But let's move on to Portugal, France. So two all here, Halsey. Let's what talk penalties. Uh, yeah. So let's let's go through them. Uh, if you guys uh, remember them. So first, yeah, I remember pen, Pinaldo. Yep. We'll say so. Uh, a punch to the the head. Like it, pen? Yeah. That's it's a pen. pen. He almost knocked his head off. 
Yeah, good. Uh, I, I agree, 100%. <sighs> Move on to the next one. Barney, stop looking at me like that. Uh, no pen. <laughs> get up. Bappe. There's no runs near him. Bappe. No get up. Pen. Yeah, no, nah, that's not a pen. He falls into the defender and falls towards the goal, so I don't understand how he... The contact I think, put I think him down. Everyone who was watching that channeled their inner Graham Sooners and was just like, "No pen, yeah, no pen, hundred percent, get up." Yeah, sometimes you got this it. isn't football, so yeah, no pen. And the then the second Ronaldo one, which was the handball, um, pen. pen. That's pen for me. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I feel like in the new world, that's one of the most obvious ones. Like his arms, yeah, like definitely. waving at him. Yeah, yeah, smacks him. See, no problem. Yeah, and I think the, the argument of oh, it was he was close to the ball, it's kicked into him. That crap. That's a fly. If your arms blocking a shot or across like that, it's a pen. But I liked how You've decisive the ref was with that one as well. Like, yeah. there's no doubt in his mind, bang, that's a pen. Like, everyone could see that. It was almost two handballs because I think before it deflects down like of his elbow and then the second cross is the one that hits the flailing arm. So, you, you pick yeah. it. So, what are you saying? Double penno. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Jeopardy. <laughs> just, yeah, two just, shots like basketball. Just to touch on that that first <laughs> first, pen ag- first pen again because I just I thought it just came back to my head. When I was watching it, I was like, ooh, is it a pen? Isn't it a pen? Like, do you know what gets to the ball first, headers it, then gets punched, punched in, the in the head? And yeah. they're like, ooh, I'm not sure about that. It's a bit contentious. <laughs> if that happens yeah. anywhere else on the pitch and take the hands out, say I just like clatter someone yeah. after they get rid of the ball. Yeah. Is that a free yeah. kick? <laughs> yeah, yeah, even in the street, outside a nightclub, that's, you go to jail for that crap. <laughs> Protect yourself all the time. So I'm trying to think of a goal that wasn't the pen. It was the uh, it was the Benzema one. That was a nice goal. What yeah. a ball from Pogba. Yeah. Um, a little bit of trivia there for those playing at home. Um, Benzema scored his penalty in the 46th minute. Oh, oh yeah. And he this. scored his yeah. through ball in the 46th minute. Same second, yep. too. Exact same seconds, yeah. He scored in either side of the heart. Mind blow, baby. That's pretty cool. That'll never happen again. Um, um, and then and two records <laughs> for Ronaldo So in this game um, and on Just this day. Just keep breaking them. So, yeah, does anyone want to sh- want to have a guess at what the records are? Are they made up ones like Gareth Bale's one from last week or are they <laughs> – No, these are legit. These are legit oh, ones. On. So, most goals in international football ever. Yep, 109. He's, he's, he's equaled though, right? He hasn't, hasn't got no, the record passed him. yet. He's equaled. Oh, he's equaled? Equal with the other day, 109. And then yeah. the second one yeah. is most goals by a player at the European Championships ever. Mm, yeah. No. The he next one that, is... He already, um, he already, yeah, he already has that, job. He already had that. Um, so correct. So he broke his own record. So technically, maybe. Um, but no, the one I'm looking for is um, 300 million Instagram followers. So... Oh, shit. Oh, yes. Congrats. Now, Barney, the, first po- the first person ever to have... Um, 300 million followers. So First Barney, person, um, even more than maybe, Kim K. Yeah, more than Kim K. So, Barney, maybe Ooh. shut down your um, your um, lewd nudes page because um, <laughs> Ronaldo's beating you. Start drinking some more agua. Um, so, <laughs> go back to the football because this makes me uncomfortable, this social media thing. Um, yeah. What did you, you think old. of Benzema and Ronaldo's embrace <laughs> at half time? You're yeah. a traditionalist, Sam. You hated it. <laughs> oh, I could feel my soonest rage. What are they up against? The game's still going. <laughs> Fold him. There's, there's pretty Fold common. Do you, re- do you remember in, um, when the uh, Pogba brothers played each other in the Europa League and they were at halftime, they were like kissing, cuddling and, and Roy was happy about that too. Yeah, they were like, it, it's, it's not uncommon. So I think nowadays it's like people get over it. But like when, I remember when it first started happening, people were yeah, blood boiling. I'm not over it. Win the bloody Euros. Yeah, <laughs> not influential, yeah. so it doesn't matter. It bodes well for his MVP candidacy for me, for Ronaldo. I like to see it. Fairness. Yeah, Makes yeah. him likable, yeah. That fair. and the five goals. What about Ronnie's leap yeah. in the second half? He's still got it, doesn't oh, he? That's got a, is that his best one yet? Aside from not scoring? <laughs> oh, that's yeah, so that, he scored that header for um, Italy. That, 
No, for uh, um, in Italy for Juventus that was out. Yeah, but All this right. one was like higher possibly, just didn't score it, I reckon. Last talking point here and then we'll move on. So Bruno Fernandes dropped. Told you. Everyone happy with nah, that? good call. Yeah, 100%. I, nah, I don't know. I Told thought you. the changes that they made were really good. So Getting Renato Sanchez in and Giamatino in, exactly <laughs> what we talked about, about how they're too slow in the center of the park there and mm. Cavallo de- even looked, like, looked the worst out of the two. Mm. Um in coming into that. So I was yeah, really happy with that. And I think, do you see the uh, the guy who came off the bench for Danilo, Palinha? Mm. He's huge. <laughs> so, He's so big for a CDM. One of the reasons that um, he got dropped is is because of his um, passing percentage is rather low. So his passing really? percentage is what rather is low. Yeah, comparative. Like, so he's running around at like um, low to mid 80s. Um, okay. which is obviously reasonable, but um, low comparative to other players in that position. So yeah. what they were nervous about was um, – and, and the reason for that is that he tries those balls. He tries those high degree of difficulty balls to, to get an assist, yeah. to get in behind, to get in. So I think yeah. they're okay with him doing that. But the problem was with France, when they sat deep like that, if you had Bruno trying to slip those passes and turning the ball over – the, yeah. the pace of France hurt you. So what they didn't want to do is have him high up the pitch losing the ball, um, which is why they made the changes that, that they made. So they weren't as, as vulnerable. So I, I no, thought that makes sense. I thought it, um, you wouldn't. I said at the start of the tourney that you, I don't think you'd see um, Jota, um, uh, Fernandez, and Silva all, all in the same team. And I think as it gets to the pointy end, I think it's more likely you're not going to see more play. I'll rotate them more. Yeah. Yep, so, makes yeah, makes sense. Brave call from Ronaldo there to drop Bruno. Um, glad he's listening to the pod. Got that major advice. But they yeah. have a lot of weapons in the um, the final few games to bring off the bench. Like Bruno, yeah. against Tom oh, to come off the bench, yeah, <laughs> oh, to, to slip a pass. But this this is one of the groups that finished the way you thought it would, don't you think? Like yeah. France on top, Germany second, yeah. Portugal third, Hungary fourth. Like yeah. I know it changed like drastically, and this is probably one of the tighter groups. Like five points, four points, four points, two points. Um, but, yeah, I think this is one that um, most people would predict in that order. Yeah, All right, boys. wrong with that. Let's now we're in the series the predictions. Stuff, yeah. the knockouts. So, first game, Belgium versus – no, Wales versus Denmark is first cab off the ranks. So, this is interesting because we have both goalkeepers are from Leicester City. Who are you liking this one, Barney? I, um, I like the Danish – I think they're going to carry mm. that emotional momentum through and knock off the Welsh. I think it'll be a good game um, from two sort of teams on a similar level at the moment, but I think the Danes will go yeah. be too strong in the end. I know you like a Danish. What do you think, Ozzy? Yeah, Blueberry. <laughs> I can tell. Um, yeah, I reckon the, the Danish are riding high in the last win. The Welsh are frauds. They shouldn't be in the round of 16, and the Danish are going to win 2-0. Sean, mate? I think the Welsh are going to win. I think they've got too many tools um, at the front end of the park. So... In these knockout games, I think that's that's what really separates the the teams, and I think Wales will um, get it done. Um, I think there's both teams are going to score, and I think Wales will beat them. Yeah, all right. So I think Denmark have got onto that diag over Ramsey. I think they're aware of that. I can't see how Wales going to score otherwise. Well, that short corner. It's not a diag. It's a straight <laughs> ball. Diag. Yeah, it, yeah, the diagonal run, straight ball. Oh, sorry. Yeah, diagonal run, straight ball, bail cut in. I think. Denmark are all over that. They'll go through. All right, Italy, Austria. Sean, I'll go to you first. Uh, you just can't go past the Italians, I, I, I don't think. I think Austria, uh, they went through in, in one of those third places, um, haven't had the best tournament so far. So, yeah, I think Italy will comfortably beat them. And then after Italy get through that, they're looking at some really pointy games. Halsey? 
Yep. Yeah, yeah, Italy quite comfortably. Just, yeah, no fuss. But Yeah, I think unless uh, El Arba goes wandering and starts mm. yeah, playing on left wing, I think Austria will be nowhere near strong enough for it to beat the Italians. Yeah, I think Alaba's going to end up in his own net at some point in this game because <laughs> yeah. they're going to push him so deep. Uh, yeah. Italy will win this comfortably. Everyone's got Italy. I think that's yep. pretty good. Yeah. Right, so Netherlands, yep. Czech Republic. Short up. Um, oh, the Czechs would be hurting after that battering they got from England 1-0. Oh. So I'm probably oh, going to yeah. go um, the Netherlands. No, I, I, in all seriousness, I think the Netherlands, again, have got some um, sharper tools um, at the top end of the pitch, which will which will hurt the Czechs. Um, like, I think without um, too much thrust, the, the Czechs won't really be able to trouble um, the Netherlands. I think they look rather comfortable. And I think this is probably the the game that um, is the easiest to pick. Mm. Yep, Barn. Interesting. Yeah, I um, I would go with Netherlands as well. I think it would be a pretty high scoring affair. Um, Who's going to score goals for the side. Patrick Schick, Schick mate. From halfway. Penos oh, and long ranges. Halfway. Outside of that. Yeah. He scored a header as well, I'm pretty sure. Mm, and he always a... looks like he's just been in the wars. He coughs, he coughs he so many. I think, and the Netherlands are actually on a streak, I think, at the moment. It's like uh, double figures they're in now of games in a row where they've scored two or more. So they're right. fine going forward. I think they're still a bit shaky in the back. But yeah, yeah but I mean, you look at their group, Barn. They played Austria, um, Ukraine, and North Macedonia. So yeah, yeah this, this is going back a, a fair while, though. Yeah, I'm not sure about Nations League and friendlies. I don't get too excited. Well, oh, you really Gibraltar? Got- uh, the Dutch, uh, by two goals, genuine Adam to get on the score sheet, put a multi on it. Ooh, we'll come back. Spicy. We'll come. We'll revisit that because our last one was so close. Um, I've got the <laughs> Netherlands here too. I don't think they're that good, but I think Czech Republic are worse. So really yep. simple reasoning for me. That's around. Oh, here we go. <laughs> hey, Belgium, Portugal, Ronaldo, Lukaku, De Bruyne, Fernandez, Halsey. Who you got? Ah, uh, jeez. I'm going to have to go Portugal oh, no, sorry, simply because I need them to stay in the tournament a little bit longer so my, my Jota and Ronaldo things can get up. So, yeah. This is, this is more Jota of a... Uh, for six. Yeah. This is a battle between Josh and my predictions, I think, this, this game. Yeah. <laughs> really Could is. go either way, but Portugal. All right, Barney, who you got? I'm going to go for Belgium, obviously. Oh, no shit. Sure. <laughs> Lukaku, Hattrick. Oh, get out of it. Yeah, I think I'm going to go um, Belgium. I think Lukaku's pace will cause um, Portugal's back two centre-backs too much trouble. Like, you can obviously outstrip Pepe rather easily, but you see the goal that um, that Benzema scored. Like, I know everyone bangs on about um, Diaz and and, um, the season he's had. Have a look at that slip pass in behind him um, for Benzema's goal and his body position, the way he turns and all that was just terrible. So... I think, yeah, Belgium would be looking at that with KDB on the ball and Lukaku making those runs. I think you can really spin those those two centre-backs in. So I think expect Lukaku to have a big game and expect Belgium you, to win. Have you also noticed KDB no mask? Mm. That's a yeah. two well, facial fractures. Yeah, COVID no one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's rich. Can't get it. He's an anti-masker. Yeah, fair. Yeah, so Sean, I'm with you. I didn't realise how slow Diaz was. Diaz was, yeah. And Pepe's going backwards. Yeah. Um, But I think these type of matches are for specific players. And there's one player who I just can't go past at this stage in the tournament. Danilo Guerrero. Yeah, Danilo Guerrero. He's got a head injury from a (laughs) lowest left hook. Um, But no, Ronaldo. 
I just wild card. Think, yeah. Like for all Portugal's defensive problems, I'm not convinced by Belgium either. Like obviously That's Kevin true. De Bruyne and Lukaku will give them problems, but Belgium got a bunch of problems at the other end. There's and goals in this game. There's yeah. goals in this game. Have and Ronnie will be on the end one. Have you seen, just quickly on Danilo, how many arguments he's got in with his own medical staff? <laughs> Clearly get cast. He go, he go, he's been, I think he's gone down injured every game so far. And every time they go treat him on the field and then they're like, well, you've got to come off. That's the rule. He always argues, no, 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 just get off. I'm fine. I'm fine. It's amazing. It's the fucking rules. He's bringing a nation definitely together got regardless exactly. of yeah. medical advice. Yeah, definitely got CTE. <laughs> All right, so we split now. So I've got Portugal. Hosey, you got Portugal? i got Portugal, yep. Barney's got Belgium. 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 I'll have to Belgium. get up and watch sure, this. Sure, I got the right answers. <laughs> first time for mm. everything. All right. So yeah. Croatia, Spain. I'm going to go first. I'm going Spain. This one, Croatia, leggy, old, and Spain did enough. Sure. Um, both these teams are no goal having motherfuckers. So um, I'm going for a nil all draw, and this one go to extra time, and then I think Spain will win it. Marada misses a pen. Yeah, yeah I, I, uh, I worry for. I worry for Spain that if <laughs> I worry for Spain that if the keeper doesn't throw him in the back of his net that they may not get through. So I will actually go with Croatia in this one. Oh, Halsey? Yeah, fair. Um, oh, yeah, I'm picking Spain on this one. I reckon they're in a bit of form now and they'll do enough. Just this, enough. This is the game to most likely go to extra time, isn't it? it w- yeah, it Definitely. won't be great, but they'll do it like 1-0, I yeah. reckon. Also, yeah. I think Spain will go through. I don't think they'll win the game. Does that make sense? Yeah. No. Yeah, oh, you mean they'll <laughs> win on pens. Yeah. <laughs> Spain will have 96% possession and they'll win 1-0. Yeah. Question uh, Question is, if it goes yeah. to pens, yeah. do you bring De Gea in? you got to bring him in. He's in for honour. Um, <laughs> to take one Don't, risk, don't, don't give him the towel. Don't yeah. give him the towel. No, but maybe he's due. Maybe he's due for a save. <laughs> due for a new contract. It's been long enough. Hey, yeah. All right, let's Five move years. on. So France versus Switzerland. Barney, I know you were quite keen on the Swiss here. Uh, wrong. Pretty neutral on this one. <laughs> wrong. I know Josh is pretty <laughs> high on uh, Shakiri, but no, nah, I think France will be too good for the Swiss here. I think they'll wear the, uh-huh. the uh, clash of the borders, but no. Nah. Very insightful, yeah, nah. Simp. Who you got, Holes? Bit of geography there. Cheers. Um, <laughs> I reckon France here too, but 3-2, like Shakiri to pop up with a double and then uh, for France to just be all possession and, and, and lethal. Sean? Yeah, I think France will win, but I think Switzerland are going to cause them a few more troubles than what people make out. Like, obviously, everyone here is going to pick France, I can tell, um, because Jobber's got that um, French hat on. Um, (laughs) See. But, yeah, so I think, yeah, I think France will win, but I think it's not going to be as easy as, um, as most people think. Yeah, so I'm going with you boys. I got France. I don't think in this circumstance Switzerland have the tools. Um, so yeah, France are just having too good. Just the Swiss good Army knife. Yeah, the old Swiss Army knife. How many more you got? Um, I, and I think we'll see Benzema score again as well. Well travelled. <laughs> next one England versus Germany. Oh, here we go. Sean, I'll throw to you first. A couple of reminders before we go. So go Southgate on Pens, 96. I don't have to walk through that. Like every fixture ever since, Frank Lampard's ghost goal. Why are Germany winning? I genuinely think England will win here. Stop it. No, I think we'll batter them. I We're think... building a podcast here. And I, I see, an idiot. No, I see two scenarios happening here. It's I see no English fans on. No, I see um, England sort of um, brushing past Germany rather easily. We're talking like a 3 three. Oh shit! A three-one or a three-nil or something. Or, <laughs> or, 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 or always hanging around here as well. 
<laughs> the other the other scenario I see playing out is um yeah this like England grinding them down and it going to penalties and England winning on pens. So they're they're, they're the two scenarios. Grind them down without possession. No, nah, they're they're the two they're the two scenarios I see. England battering them straight off the gate, like hitting them early as they have these other teams without much luck. Phil Foden off the post, um, <laughs> Gunstone off the post, um, or yeah, it going all the way and then getting a tough victory in pens. Um, all, all that free for bringing the rave. Um, and getting I don't think Sterling has three goals in him. <laughs> His career or in this match? <laughs> yeah. All right, Halsey, yeah. I'm going to pass it over to you. Can you please uh, be sensible? We just lost that last two minutes with nonsense. What have just, you got? I, I don't, this is a tough one. I think it'll be an entertaining game. I see Germany having more of the ball. Um, I agree. Yeah, I, I, I'm leaning towards a close one, but but probably Germany for me. <gasps> just in their recent form. <laughs> Funny what you got. I think it depends on which German team rocks up. If it's uh, it'll be the national the team. team, the men's national team. <laughs> Dortmund on the Sancho might be happy. They get a kick. But... <laughs> I was actually thinking it might be a COVID breach. The twenty ones might turn up. Yeah, but um, no, I think like we've seen some very different shades of the German team so far. Um, that first game very uninspiring, and then obviously the Portuguese game they walloped them. So. I think if they can turn up like they did against Portugal, then England will be in trouble. I think this will still be England winning it, though. Nice. Job? So, Bunny, you're predicting a replay of World War II. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, you, got, you guys getting battered, then somehow the US are involved. And yeah. <laughs> Bring up Pulisic. <laughs> um, so this is just as good a time as any to introduce our spin-off. A history podcast with Sam and his deluded version of history. Yeah. Um, all right, so back to the football. I am tipping the Germans for a number of reasons. One, they are better. Two, they have better players. Three, England haven't had a tough game yet in the Euros and really haven't impressed. And that Scotland game looked tough. Uh, and then <laughs> you, you guys made it Scotland. tough. <laughs> yeah, they, made it, they made it harder than it needed to be. So, but for, like, they just don't know their best lineup yet. Germany know that. They're a well-oiled machine. They have a number of options off the bench mm. too, and the weight of expectation on England is just going to cripple them. And I think they're gone again at the hands of the Germans. <laughs> yeah. And finally, someone Love puts it, it right. All right, the blue and yellow dub. Mm. All right, Sweden, Ukraine. Who you got, Sean? Oh, just uh, both of them a little bit uninspiring, but I think Sweden will grind um, the Ukraine down um, and look for a Larson um, goal. Seb Larson. Oh Jesus! Yeah, All right, yeah. yeah, I I agree. It's not going to be. I don't think it's going to be an exciting one. Um, so I reckon Sweden will get over the line. Now that we've said that, I reckon it'll probably end up being five four or something ridiculously entertaining. But you know, got to make a prediction. All right, Bun. What do you think, Hendrik Larsson? Hendrik Larsson. How his son? Can he pull him back? <laughs> no, I think again, Sweden will get through pretty easy on this one. Ukraine are probably the worst team left in the competition. So. I think Sweden are pretty pretty plucky at the moment, and they'll get through. All right, boys. That's good. I'm going to give you the tip here. So Sweden are going to win this for two reasons. Ukraine have lost seven of their last eight games at the European Championships with their victory <laughs> over North Macedonia enough to see them through the last 16. And of the teams to reach the last 16 at Euro 2020, no side faced more shots on target in the group stages than Ukraine. Jesus Christ. And that was against, like, Three other teams that weren't that great either. Yeah. Like, no. Netherlands are good, but then outside of that, yeah. Not Get much. on Sweden. All right, boys, have we got a multi for this week? 
I'd just like to review your one from last week, actually. Uh, do yeah, it quickly. We, we called it out. I'll try again. I just, I just want you to clarify the last leg of it again and why Don't you ever say thought. his name again. Yeah, he's not allowed on this pod again. <laughs> we'll win the golden boot next year. So we had Spain to win. We had – I can't find it now. But we had Spain tick. to win, Werner to score, Lewandowski oh. to score. Uh, hang on. Hey, so, sorry, hang on. Do not skip past that so quickly. Yeah, that was why the last Why did you leg. have Werner to score? We, co- we told you not to put it in. Yeah, yeah I didn't listen. Um, but then it came on in like the 60th minute, and I was like, here it uh, is. They need an equaliser. Oh, they need big... someone to clear it off the line, their own line. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, harsh. Um, but yeah, look, wasn't successful. But this week, I will give you a good one. I'll give you a better one. If it's you good just as last give me one second. Can't get much worse. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, how much is anyone tracking how much we're down by at this point? I'm going to put my money uh, back. Breaking even. Sorry. Breaking even. Uh, <laughs> um, I had to remortgage the right, house. So, here we go. This is a value add. We have Cristiano Ronaldo to score in the Portugal-Belgian game. Tick, I like that. That's pretty guaranteed. Yeah, right. <laughs> yep. Denmark to beat Wales. Ooh, Italy to beat Austria. Nice. Netherlands yep. to beat the Czech Republic. Ooh. Spain yeah, nice. beat Croatia. France to beat Switzerland. Yeah. And Germany Jeez. to beat England. <laughs> no, you've lost me. Oh, yeah, take the Germany one, one out. Yeah, <laughs> take the I think it'll happen, yeah. but I don't like risking my money. Eight legs. Dollar dues. How much Ten dollar dues will pay you $1,609. Can we take Germany, should, England, saying, out of that? That should tell you everything you need to know about whether or not to put this bet on. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be rich. Yeah. I don't need – I can't get COVID. Yeah. You won't be able to if that gets up. You'll be yeah. in the Bahamas. Yeah, go on then. <laughs> All right, not, I'm not paying tax on that. How do they get in touch with us? Um, if you want to get in touch with the show, email is footballplayedonpaper at gmail.com. Facebook, footballplayedonpaper. Insta is at footballonpaper. And Twitter, at footballonpods. All right, boys. Enjoy the football. Take care. Some Man City fan family slugged him. Oh, I like Jeremy. Shit, you're old. It was a direct attack at you. Like, you look every bit 30, huh? He'll be killed by a number of men in the dugout. Watch, watch, rumbles on. Pina colada. Large one. (laughs) 